and welcome back for another episode. Today we're going to be speaking about marriage and tomorrow's actually our second year anniversary and we thought it would be cool to talk about some of the things that helped us get this far, this far, and also thought it may be helpful to share if you're in this season or looking to get married. Um, We have three major things that we want to talk about that have helped us in these past two years. But we want to give you a quick background on uh, what we thought of marriage before we got married, what we thought of marriage when we got married, and what we think of marriage now. Yeah. Also, disclaimer, I was a Christian growing up and technically have in my entire life. But I had a huge dropout for about 10 years where I didn't really... You know, I didn't really have a relationship with God all that much and anything or anything that I kind of had in my life that represented Christianity at that point was more looking like legalism and a rubric. And uh, for me, I actually didn't grow up Christian. Uh, I'm actually learning about the Christian walk as I live it. Uh, We got baptized two years ago right before we got married. So it's pretty brand new for us. Mm. So with that in mind, the first question that um, kind of we want to talk about is what was marriage to us before we got married? And that could include childhood, dating life, and even, you know, us dating. Yeah. Um, specifically for me, I, I actually didn't have a whole idea of what marriage looked like or um, I did, I, it just it wasn't something I fantasized about. It wasn't something that I had in mind. I just kind of knew that in that moment, I really prized relationships and I was really into my own personal pursuits. And those two things clashed a bunch. And it was mostly, I think, because I had a lack of an identity. And so I was trying to pursue my own thing while also trying to have company on the side. And for me, I actually never thought much about marriage uh, when I was young. I never really wanted to get married. Um, however, as I grew older, I did want to be in relationship. It mattered more than marriage. Mm. Um, the idea of eventually getting married never really crossed my mind. So I don't think we really struggled, or not struggled, but we didn't grow up with this desire for marriage um, yeah. like we see and hear about other Christians, because I guess because we didn't grow up in that huge, overwhelming Christian context. Mm. Um uh, we see that happening a lot where, you know, at least hearing that with a lot of people who are single in church, cause there's this pressure to get married, but I don't Sooner think that pressure later, yeah. wasn't there for us. Yeah. So we're coming in with this perspective of a non-Christian perspective of ourselves and how we thought of relationships. Yeah. Okay. And what we kind of wanted to highlight, or one of the questions we thought of was, what did we think of marriage as soon as we got married and personally for me it's kind of interesting but like I've always heard whatever you whatever you do prior to marriage that will follow you into marriage that's not it's there's it's not a graduation and all of a sudden you just get better at everything in life and all those bad habits that you've had drop off at the doormat um and so for me I started becoming um in a sense, self-centered, I kind of did my own thing and I was very conflict avoidant. I didn't necessarily, and none of it was with malintent, but, but I still noticed, or I'm looking back and noticing how much I 
didn't care or show enough concern for how Anam was doing <clears throat> in comparison to how I was doing in certain things. And if she was doing okay and I was doing okay and we were both doing our things, I felt good about that. But whenever we had a crossroads of some sort where something she cared for, something she was passionate about, bumped into something I was passionate about, it became so complicated in my mind. And I'm like, these calculations aren't supposed to be here. What's going on? And um, Timothy Keller calls this, not exactly what I'm defining, but he has this term called a me marriage. And it's kind of a given. It's about me. It's how can the other person be, um, how can they appease me? And, you know, what bare minimum things can I do? And this is all subconscious. I'm not saying that I intentionally chose all of this. Um, but what things can I do? What bare minimum things or requirements can I meet to make her or him feel satisfied so that I could kind of just skate by and continue to do my own thing in marriage? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and then for me, I think it was very similar. Um, I felt like now that we're with God, um, going on this journey together of uh, becoming Christians that somehow I didn't have to change, mm-hmm. but I brought all those things in as well. Um, and like, it was weird because like now it's not sanctified by God, but it's like, oh, I have God's backing now. Let me continue doing what I'm going to, what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I felt like we had this mentality of being efficient and productive productive um i think me and you have um issues with <laughs> like working too much yeah definitely. not like with job work but just in general work it's like and, anything like, chores around the house school work whatever it may be like just doing stuff and mistaking that for the health of our relationship so mm. it was like stay in your lane you do this i do that this is how we're gonna make our home work yeah um and i also felt like it was just out of conveniency like that whole stay in your lane mentality like you do this i do that and don't bother me don't get in my way i won't get in your way but again it wasn't with malintent it's just something that we i think grew up with that it's just like we have to do what we have to do. And if the other person doesn't understand it, that's their problem. Exactly. That's not really our problem. Yeah. Um, but I think we started realizing that it wasn't working all too well. No. And I have like this little joke that I <clears throat> throw around, which is basically like both her and I were Roombas. And we were basically like perfectly programmed to like avoid any and all mistakes or confrontational situations. When Roombas clashed each other, they just bounced yeah kind of and and then like at night we would basically dock ourselves back into our individual stations that just so happened to be next to each other and that's the crazy thing because i think me and you are at least best friends we like each other a lot and yet we were still just like being like this is what you gotta do this is what i gotta do let's keep doing it and i think it's just because we cultivated that it's like think about like i mean you don't have a a best buddy that's with you 24-7 throughout middle school, high school, primary life. Or maybe you do. And maybe not in this capacity, though. No, like, not in the context of marriage. Yeah. But, like, what I'm saying is we're really close friends. And at the same time, it was like, well, I also, because we're close friends, I don't want to step on your toes. Yeah. I want the best for you. And so, in in essence, that means getting out of your way and yeah. also doing my own thing and basically being the best version of myself I could be. Yeah, at least that's what we That's thought. the assumption or that's 
that's what we think would yeah. create a healthy marriage or thought. And so, yeah, so that lasted for about a year. So I think once we hit our one year mark, we were pretty burnt out uh, mm-hmm. because even though things were working, everything's functioning and where it should be. But we were kind of just feeling unfulfilled. Yeah, uh, relationally. So we took a couple of measures uh, to work on those things uh, that we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, but the next question is, um, what did we think of mar- what or what do we think of marriage now after two years of, you know, yeah, doing this? Well, personally, I think like a lot of what I believe now is like laying my life down, and that sounds super I don't know quotable and cheesy maybe, but like prior it was just I was on a whole different I was in a different I don't know. I was swinging far to the self-centered, so on and so forth. And now I'm trying to make my way towards this idea of, okay, what do you care about? How can I be of assistance to you? And through so many different situations, I've found myself to be more fulfilled when I'm doing something that makes you happy. And then all of a sudden, God kind of like helps me in my own situation. And it's not that I'm setting out to kind of like, I'm blessing her so that I can ultimately be blessed. You're also not, I don't think, sabotaging yourself. No, I'm also like, yeah, there's there's a foundational level of self-care and love. Mm. And I'm able to replenish by trying to connect to God through prayer, scripture, and so on, and like personal time alone. And then I'm able to then use that and God's, you know, moment by moment presence and like, understanding in my life to then help you in whatever ways I can and then that just naturally winds up getting reflected back my way and I never expect it and it always happens yeah and I think that's what was happening priorities were shifting for us um I think of marriage pretty differently Mm. um I obviously have a lot to learn but I think both of our hearts and minds are like now oriented towards serving one another and so we kind of call this a service marriage yeah um, I think initially when we got baptized, like God is calling us to change when we when we accept him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we did that. I don't think no. we com- like let go of all these ideals. Um, we kind of just took him on and continued on our merry way of yeah. how we thought about all these things. But we really had to deconstruct how we thought about relationships, even ourselves, uh, work, school home life what does that look like um and it's a lot we're still working on it we're obviously not perfect but i think that because we took that step of being like let's let's you know undo all these things that we've we've learned to do throughout our whole lives because it's not helping us right now um and so that's kind of what we we want to talk about so uh, now we want to highlight three things that have been extremely important to us. And I'm not like we're not saying that these three things we knew that these were the three things that we needed. No. We're just like thinking about this for the past couple of months because we're like, OK, our two year anniversary is coming up. Like, you know, what do we want to think about? And I think we started realizing, oh, this is what we've been focusing on or this is what we've been you know, really putting our minds into. And so that's what we want to highlight yeah. Um, here. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is um, the idea of a Christian marriage. And as we mentioned before, like Anam and I really didn't have, 
we had examples, I guess, around us to an extent, um, including my parents and like other people that like exemplified a Christian marriage. But I don't think we always take on everything our parents do all that well. And although we've had many examples around us that did a great job, I think we were just kind of like, I don't even know, oblivious to it all. Because we didn't grow up with this mentality of this is like we didn't grow up with this mentality of, well, when you get married, this is what's going to happen. This is what to expect. This is how you tr- like we just grew up kind of selfish, honestly, <laughs> without being again like like want wanting to be selfish. We were. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what was on our mind. We had to deconstruct those things in our mind to be able to be open to, oh, this is what marriage is about serving one another. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I grew up a little bit jaded and. I'm starting to recognize that that's why like a lot of hardship happened in my life and God tried to like basically help me figure out, hey, there's more to you or more to life than you, more to you than life. Nice. But yeah. Okay. So the first one that, again, is Christian marriage and the things that we were kind of talking about was like, what does, what does, how does, or how does marriage basically embody the character of God? And for me, and I'll just touch on it a bit and then we could, you know, but like for me, I started realizing that like both people show different aspects of God's character. Both people are equally needed to basically create this complex image of what God has described in Genesis, which is basically like you are a snippet of me and both of you together work to make that image and then relay that onto those that don't know me and and so we're technically tasked and given a responsibility to reflect that in the world Mm. and i know timothy keller's wife says something where um she said that marriage gives you an opportunity to be like jesus to one another Mm. so it's acting like jesus to the other person because that person is going to be the most closest person to you um and so uh in my mind uh, i think about sanctification as well where Mm. um i've heard at least in podcasts and and sermons like we've heard marriage brings out the worst in you Mm -hmm. the anger that you didn't know you had the frustration the arrogance pride all these things that you weren't necessarily dealing with what before marriage is now all coming out and you you don't know where it's coming from yeah and and that's like that's just the i think the road that we go on um to some capacity but marriage is supposed to sanctify us where the other person or even ourselves we're like why are we doing this why is this happening why am i acting like this and i think god built marriage in a way for us to really look down deep into ourselves Mm -hmm. so that our character can change and reflect the character of god yeah and we show mercy yeah like it's not gonna be quickly like i think it takes decades that after 20 30 years of marriage like you like not that it's going to happen all at once. After a couple of years of marriage, you'll start seeing yourself change. And another couple of years and another couple of years that now marriage, maybe after 20, 30 years, 40 years, it's hmm. like, oh, we we are starting to embody or we are embodying some characters of God. We're not going to obviously embody it fully because 
No, oh but I even think in like year one and year two, because like we wouldn't have the confidence to be up here speaking about anything if we didn't yeah. feel some type of movement, you know? Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I think the sanctification thing is super relevant. And the fact that like we get to show mercy to one another is extremely relevant. We get to almost embody Jesus in an instance by saying, you know what? you've done wrong towards me and I'm not going to take it as if though it was lethal or if it was something meant to hurt me. I'm actually going to pray to God to rectify the situation in his own, you know, in his own doing. And I think that it also gives us an idea of how God feels towards us. Anytime we sin against him, anytime we get angry at him, anytime we act immature towards him, like now, like after going through that with our spouse we kind of know like oh this is probably what god goes through all the time with us and so now there's a bigger understanding of like oof like god really loves me he's here for me but dang i really i i really don't do well by him Mm. you know and i need to fix that you start honoring his position as your lord and as your father so much more but yeah and one of the things that i thought of through this was And I kind of mentioned this briefly before, but like the submission to Christ, Mm -hmm. like one of the major things in a Christian marriage that I've accepted and I've started a process more and more on a daily basis is however you see headship, I think there is a responsibility to lead in with an example of mercy, with um, empathy and with starting that conversation of I apologize and um, not expecting the other person to just kind of like, you know, meet you where you need to be met. Yeah. It's it's more so about being a servant more than anything else. And I think that's a given. The Bible constantly talks about it. How are you first? You're last. That's yeah. that's it. That's the summary. Yeah. Part. As long as you're submitting yourselves to one another, I think that's what matters more. Laying down your pride uh, aside even if you think you're extremely right um yeah just not that you're being like okay you're right uh, you don't want to also be super passive and disengaged either but you really want to submit yourself to one another and try to solve the actual issues that are that are going on and again that the only way that you can actually get there because there'll be times where you can't you won't see eye to eye you need to and this kind of segue into another topic but like you need to go to god um, you need to submit to him first and foremost, and he'll give you the understanding you need to figure out the rest. Right? So then, uh, the other thing is, uh, marriage is a ministry. And so like, before we think about, in my opinion, at least before we think about in evangelizing, pastoring, ministering to people, we really need to focus on marriage. Marriage is your first and foremost, most important ministry you will have if mm. you are married. And if that isn't going well, it will show. It will. It will show in the things that you do over time. Mm. And so you want to ensure that you and your spouse are really ministering to one another, really serving one another. And that way you guys can go out and serve others as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, again, it kind of falls back into that whole idea of how we, we kind of reflect the character of God. And like, if you're not spending time on it, if you're not thinking about like, wow, like I think I heard a line in a song from, I don't listen to Halvey all the time, but 
um it, it, he basically in essence was talking about like he was like i try to think about the times that i pray for my significant other and he's like oh i can't think of a time that i've done that and i'm like mm. that was that was one of the hardest things i've when i heard that i was just like oof conviction hit real hard but yeah i think i think we need to be very aware of the fact that we need to care about each other in that realm and naturally it'll flow into everything else we do yeah yeah so the second thing that we wanted to talk about um that um has been really significant to us is the acknowledgement of spiritual warfare yeah so acknowledging satan is after our marriage Mm. um so i don't know if you want to talk about that yeah for sure that one's um that one's very real and i i've spoken to my parents about it a bunch because i've seen it in so many different relationships and i feel like a lot of people get discouraged about how things tend to coincidentally not line up often Mm -hmm. and it's like and like we saw one instance of this when we went to like for new year's eve yeah we went for new year's eve to uh nets nets it wasn't nets it was bulls Bulls i forgot who was playing i forgot yeah anyways they lost by point i was so tight but yeah basically we got there and like satan knows how to sabotage things and like anam asked me midway through like what i don't know one of the last quarters i don't know like why do you think this happened by the way oh that was the i think that was not the first time but it became very real for me that i'm like what did? i am tired of all of our days that we have planned that mm. we take off where you're not worried about school i'm not worried about work we're, we're celebrating something meaningful and it's somehow Gets not going yeah. according to plan yeah it gets jeopardized somehow like in big ways too yeah not and like so slight things when we're in the stadium you ask me why does yeah. this always happen and it's not even like she was like i was just frustrated <laughs> i don't know like okay never mind um i was frustrated but i was also like in i'm not in shock like in awe and shock of how frequently this would happen because yeah. we would plan so well sometimes yeah and it still like wouldn't work and then i was just like well how well are we so right she basically asked what's the real problem here and it's crazy because i try to tell her all the time i'm like bro spiritual warfare seems out (laughs) and i have this i have this idea by the way that i feel like i am not important enough for satan to be attacking me in this way like who am i like Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to like go spread the word right now and all these things like i'm just doing i'm on my couch yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and and so it made me realize like oh like okay i I feel well yeah i constantly told her like yo i think there's a serious target on us now like i feel like ever since we got married and even prior to Mm -hmm. that because of the general direction in which we were heading like god opened doors and windows for us and we would stumble in it's not even like we're kind of like intentionally heading in that direction but now like we're being much more intentional by choosing to be married and choosing to pursue things that are god godly and so on and so, like, it's, I think it's menacing, technically, towards Satan. And, like, this is the first time that I didn't respond with spiritual warfare. She was like, 
why is this happening? I was like, poor planning. And she's like, <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, word, what, what is it then? And she's just like, spiritual warfare. And I'm like, wow. Like, that was a come to Jesus moment. And um, yeah. it really, okay, and in essence, what we're trying to say here is that he really likes disrupting lives in general. But I, I don't know if he has a special hit list where he gets bonus points for marital situations where he's able to like that's hitting two people at once oh you're right my bad and even more I don't, where and there marriage are two is supposed to it's it's sanctified by god we have there's a covenant with god here yeah there's three three people in a marriage it's you me and god yeah and so if we're angry at each other and we're not going to god that that whole relationship is just falling apart because there's no trust yeah. with god that hey god this is not going well i'm kind of annoyed here mm-hmm. not really my spouse's fault but i'm gonna like that's definitely in the next thing that we're about to talk about which is basically again because we keep hinting at it which is so funny it in my mind it is the apex of all of this but we're gonna try to say that they're all kind of equal yeah but anyways um yeah so one of the major parts he would kind of like not he i don't want to only say that we didn't contribute and it was all spiritual warfare i feel like that's a thing people tend to say I can't take any responsibility in no. this, but we've seen it so many times that we're just like, even when we do the things that we like, we know like, we do what we know to do because of like, yeah, we fact check the, the like, old scheduling, like getting ready on time, laying out our clothes the a night month before, in advance, knowing what we're going to eat, uh, making like room for lateness. Even. Yes. Like all these and it's things still, it's wild, but, um, and <laughs> And it just, you know what it is? He's just trying to set opportunities up for petty conversations to kind of overwhelm yeah, us. Yeah, because it's like, it's those days that we have off. Yeah, right? that are it's very important It's the days that, like, us. again, we're not, we're not stressed right now. We're chilling. We planned for this day to, like, chill, right? Yes. And it's like, these days then become extremely hard relationally. And then we have to go back to school and work, and we're just not feeling super fulfilled not feeling like our cup is filled and we are ready to go do those things again exactly and like the major spot that it kept hitting like it happened for like a year straight or something like that or i don't know a couple months maybe but every time we were getting prepped to go to church oh yeah it would literally just happen where like some minute detail happened to be the stumbling block in which we would literally face plant it was just kind of like a discouragement i think yeah. took over most of all than anything else because like if in any like the going to church was supposed to be almost like uplifting social and so on and so forth yeah and we're so new to the community that like we we're like well we need that we need to be able to connect and chill and hang out and learn and so on and so when that's not happening it's such an easy way for us to stray away become iso and like also become super jaded and stagnant again we went to a Bible study the other day where we were talking about the church of Ephesus, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit of a movement to dissuade them and pull them back into their old stuff, their old yeah. habits and stuff. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. It takes literally no time. You've developed these terrible habits for like how long you think it's going to go away overnight? No, Satan's really going to put in work to try to get you back. Yeah. So this kind of leads us to the last thing, which I, I think it is the most important thing, but I think the acknowledgement of a Christian marriage, what is a Christian marriage? How is it different from other Christ, uh, other marriages, not other Christian marriages? Um, 
you know, and then also understanding spiritual warfare leads us to the last thing, which is prayer. Uh, for us realizing that our marriage is sanctified by God and it doesn't look like uh, the world's marriage. Mm. Um, it's it's set apart. It's in Christianity. It is set apart. It is with God. Mm. And that spiritual does, sorry, spiritual warfare does exist. And so prayer was and is essential. So for me, I think my prayer life originally um, it was kind of rigid. There were times where I would have good inner dialogue with God. Like my prayer life, outward and inward, I had a good capability of being able to pray outward and I wouldn't get too shy and things would like, you know, flow. But like inward, I'd have more authentic conversational dialogues that look like I'm struggling. I'm not feeling great today. I really need help in this instance. I'm not really sure what you need me to do right now. Why can't I eat that cookie? <laughs> the sugar crash? Okay, I understand. If I drink more water, can I then have that cookie? So I have conversations like that with yeah. God, but like, I think because I grew up like, uh, kind of like in that very cookie cutter legalistic fashion, it, it led me into situations where I didn't really know how to communicate prayer Mm -hmm. in our marriage um yeah. or i didn't know how to bridge the gap between my inner prayer and yeah. our shared outward prayer yeah, like exactly. sounding really elegant and fluent and fancy and covering versus, all the bases which yeah. kind of like it's like like i literally it's like kind of off the box friends family pets parents parents like that's literally what I, I love that she got it but that's like typically and then yeah. I wanted to incorporate plants at some at point. So they stopped dying. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that. But yeah, friends, family, friends, family, pets, parents, plants. Legit. I, I just. Not even, we did. We wouldn't even pray over our marriage. I just realized yeah. it. Wow. That's insane. How long we've been doing You're that. You're going to bring that up now. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, like, and I don't know. That, uh, again, it did bleed into our marriage pretty heavily because I wasn't really doing these. Not that it was only on you, by the way. No, I know. But I was trying to be like, I don't know, a good influence in in terms yeah. of like, <laughs> let's pray together. And she's like, bro, why are your prayers over a one minute burrito that was I microwaved? Would get, I would get so mad because we're like eating dinner or lunch or something. And I'm thinking, okay, we're going to uh, bless our food and. And we're going to get to it. Things like that. And in 30 seconds, we're going to eat. And you'd be like in prayer for Dear a good God. five minutes. And I'm like, why are we praying about this person <laughs> right now? Like the food is getting cold. I, I don't know. I have an issue with that that we need to talk about. But yeah, I, I tend to get very like in like that's see, that's the thing. Like it's either a very rigid prayer or mm -hmm. I start thinking about all the people that I really want. Which is really good. And I felt bad about it because I'm like, dang, he's really praying for all these people. But I really <laughs> want to eat right now. <laughs> And then, like, in my mind, and this is so terrible, but I, I think this is rigid as heck. But, like, I would think, you know, prayer calls for self-sacrifice. If my burrito is a little cold, by the end of this prayer, it was well worth it. And now I can reheat hers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. But we did start changing it. And we'll we did. And we'll get into that uh, in, a, in a second. But for me, 
I realized we weren't praying for the things that we genuinely needed to pray for. Our prayer, our prayers were like a checklist, but we weren't praying for God. We have, you know, church coming up and we really needed to go well. Yeah. Um, or, hey, we ha- we took days off to celebrate, um, you know, whatever it may be. And we really need help to mm. figure out how to go, you know, it's for it to go smoothly. We weren't praying those types of prayers. Uh, we actually expected to, uh, for things to just happen. And yes. then when we they didn't, we would just get upset because our minds were also so used to praying a certain way that we didn't even know how to like how to pray or to pray for the things that were actually not going like or functioning in, the, in our yeah. life. Uh, so now we started to pray about a lot of things and it's difficult because we're still not like we're not used to praying authentically out loud together yeah but we're, we're feeling like it forcing out. <laughs> that too yeah. like it's so funny because like okay some of the things that kind of helped like one of our friends um gave us something called a prayer journal right that's the name of it the marriage no. journal marriage journal anyways but yeah basically and i don't know there she gave it to us for our what for the for our, of getting married it's like it's just a wedding gift and so and within it there's like parts where you're like well what do you want me to pray for yeah. for so you plan out the week together you go through a devotional together it's really cute um and you intentionally plan things or at least we do we intentionally plan things that will bring us joy but then relationally re- relationally yeah together it yeah. can't just be like yo can you just like, like put ps5 down for or, me facts or like uh doing chores this day or whatever yeah it's i think functional stuff is cool too but anyways so like through Bible study, hearing people um, ask for petitions of prayer and such, and also praises, yeah, I started getting into the uniformity of that. But mm-hmm. I actually really appreciate that because we often forget to ask the other person, like, yeah. how are you doing? What are you struggling with? And then the marriage journal is another reminder of that, where we get to like go sit down, drink something, eat some food, and then talk about like how we're really doing. Yeah. I think that vulnerability helps really kind of see what's going on yeah and the fact that we're at like you ask you know hey what what should we pray for right now like now we're like not going into just automatic prayer but being like okay like let's think about it what happened this week what's happening next week what are we scared about Mm. things like that and it takes a second to it gives us a second back to think about what we even want to yeah what are we really needing help in yeah so um, yeah. I think that's that's something that we have been doing that is actually working. So it, it's just trying to have authentic prayers and trying to have these vulnerable prayers mm. together yeah. and understanding that if if we're doing that together, also individually for one another, but like together, it just makes our marriage a lot more unified and, and we're sound. both really on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know enough about everything that God is to say that I know this with an absoluteness, but like, I still think even when I wasn't really all that connected to God, I still felt these moments where something was looking out for me, something had my back. And I think it's just genuinely somebody was thinking about me and somebody was praying for me. And like, I think in the culture I grew up in, it's an ongoing joke that like, the only reason you got this far is because your mom didn't, or your grandma didn't, or your grandpa didn't stop praying for you. And so like, when I had that conversation with my friends or with that friend, um, we were kind of touching base on this idea that like God is, and I, I can't get into the weeds with this, but like God 
is so respectful of your autonomy that he's not going to necessarily force anything on you. And so like being able to pray about specific things and working through things with him, cultivating that relationship with him, gives him the power to act on your behalf because he doesn't want to impinge on your free will. But yeah, I think prayer is so relevant because we, again, we culminate this relation or we cultivate this relationship with him. And then on top of that, we're even bringing more awareness to the things that we need in our own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's basically it. Uh, those were the three things that we really wanted to focus on. It, again, was uh, Christian marriage um, and uh, spiritual warfare and prayer. And there's a lot more things that we wanted to talk on and touch base on because there's obviously so much more to marriage. Uh, but we decided to compartmentalize and put out more videos or podcasts in the future about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And in summary, um, <clears throat> one thing kind of wanted to touch on was we are synthesizing two different lifestyles right mm -hmm. within marriage that's not going to be easy even if you've known the person for like a couple of years or years like it's and still, we've known each other so yeah. like it's not going to be easy yeah no matter what like it's going to take and i think i think we name dropped timmy together like five times but he mentioned that like even if you wind up with the perfect person and you think you know them perfectly give it a year they'll change yep and even if like you know them that next year they'll change again we change we i think that's humanity constant change so we need to be we need to be understanding of that we need to be looking forward to prayer to try to have an understanding have some guidance in trying to blend these two lives together because if you're not doing that it's like basically opting out of free counseling for for for, for forever kind of a thing so please and, keep on that um and it's not the end all either just because you got married everything's good mm. uh you still have to do a lot of work and it's probably gonna be the hardest work that you ever do in my opinion uh, because you are trying to have that long-term God-oriented relationship with that person. Yeah. Uh, so before making it your number one priority, I think we're suggesting that you just have a relationship with God first. Definitely. Um, so when you're looking for a spouse and getting into a marriage, these things aren't foreign to you like they were to us. us. Yeah. Um, I, and like what you said, even if you're 99.9% .9 compatible with the person, the devil will, will literally bring the worst of them to you and make you feel like they are they are the enemy absolutely spiritual warfare does not care about compatibility in our opinion even though it's extremely important mm. it will still happen if you're you both you know even tempered patient all this stuff these things still come out at the yeah. end of the day yeah so just be mindful of those things and definitely pray pray, pray those authentic prayers and not those Whatever. lofty you know pharisee like type prayers yeah facts don't i mean checklists are fine too if you need to you know feel free but <laughs> i'm gonna just leave it at that all right i think that's basically it then all right bye all right bye guys i'll try again <clears throat> animated three two <laughs> one sorry dang it oh my goodness Anxiety? Burps. Oh. <laughs>